Welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. This is Andrew Murata, host of the show, and it is show number 33. Each week we check another box off, and uh, unbelievable that we're up to 33 shows, having a great time, and do want to thank all of our listeners for the tremendous support. Uh, The feedback we're getting is great, and uh, excited to be on air today. Show number three, Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. Coming up in our next segment, today's guest, science teacher extraordinaire, Patty McCarthy. And if you have kids in the Port Jervis schools, if you're out and about in Port Jervis, you may have heard of Patty. He's one of our terrific teachers and a great uh, teacher and parent and uh, just a great old guy to be around. So we'll be meeting Patty McCarthy in the next segment. Excited, we have some news here on education, leadership, and beyond. St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, Saturday, we are going to be doing a live radio show from Foundry 42 in Port Jervis. It's St. Patrick's Day. We want to do an activity uh, or an event in Port Jervis uh, to release my book, we've had a few events uh, out and about, and I wanted to have something here in Port Jervis, and that'll be on Saturday, March 17th, live, 9 to 11, at the Foundry Coffee Shop, Foundry 42, in Port Jervis. So we'll be putting some advertising and some media out and about uh, about that event. So that's coming up. So let's get to it, everyone, and good morning, and thank you for uh, tuning in Uh, As always, on Saturday mornings, we're going to talk about O plus A equals R. Now, sometimes when I walk in a math class, you know, when we had math back in the day, it was mostly numbers. Every once in a while, they'd stick X in there. But now, sometimes I walk in some of those upper-level math classes, and I don't know, it looks more like English than math to me. So, But O plus A equals R. So what am I talking about? Well... We're going to get to it. So Patty McCarthy uh, is a science teacher at my school, and he's got a commute. He drives about 45 minutes, almost uh, an hour to school, uh, and he is a a, a dynamic guy. He's a dynamic teacher, and uh, he's always got an idea. He's always got something that he's doing or working on. He's got a project at the house. He's uh, releasing trout in the classroom. He's always got something and it's kind of like, Pat, you know, where, where do you get all these things? How do you do all these things, you know? And, and one of the things uh, that he's brought to me is the idea about podcasts. A couple years ago, I didn't even know what a podcast was. And Pat would come in and say, hey, I heard this on the podcast this morning, or I heard this idea on a podcast. I want to share it with you. And he would always kind of have that uh uh, idea or in the morning or he would share something at a meeting and I'd say, where'd you get that? 
He's like, yeah, I heard it on a podcast. So back to the concept. O plus A equals R. Opportunity plus action equals results. So, for example, Patty came in one day and he said, I I heard this great uh, podcast uh, called The Good Dad Project, which is now called The Dad's Edge, if you uh, do search for it, by Larry Hagner. Uh, Patty and I share a lot of things in common. Uh, I was a science teacher back in the day. Uh, I was a basketball player back in the day. Uh, Patty is both of those. And he also is a father to three beautiful little girls. And he cares a lot about being a father. So he listens to this podcast called The Great Dad Project uh, or The Good Dad Project. And he said, you should check it out. So I said, you know what? I will check it out. And sure enough, I found it. He helped me download it on the iPhone. It helped me find it and learned how to subscribe to it. And uh, really liked what Larry Hagner does on that. If you're a father and you uh, want to be a better father and learn some tips and, and, and identify with some things that maybe a lot of fathers go through, that's a great thing to, to tune in. So by Patty giving me that opportunity, oh, and be, by me taking action, downloading it, finding it, and subscribing to it, I'm seeing results Results as a father and a leader and uh, a husband, really, in my marriage, too. And it was a simple little thing. It wasn't like I had to work out for 12 months or train for some big event or prepare for a speaking engagement. The podcasts are, you know, 30 to 40 minutes, 45 minutes, somewhere an hour. And, and you could just listen and take snippets, different things on there. Uh, that, uh, you know, the, whoever's running the podcast, uh, just like this one, hopefully you're taking some things away from it. So I started to do that. Again, I took the opportunity, the O, plus action, and I got some results. And that O plus A uh, is from my friend Dr. Gilbert, uh, who talks about, you know, putting things into action. So I'm listening to the Good Dad Project and, and trying to improve in my marriage and my, my life. And You know, they have a a guy named Peter Shankman on there as a guest, and he's talking about ADHD. And I'm listening to this guy talk, and a lot of the characteristics he's mentioning are things that I experience and I go through. So sure enough, I Google, I check out Peter Shankman, I watch some of his videos, I order his book, and now I listen to uh, Shankman's um, podcast called Faster Than Normal. If you have ADHD or ADD or, or your children or someone in your life does that you love, What a great resource. And I actually had an opportunity to go on Peter Shankman's podcast. And Peter Shankman's coming on the show next week. He'll be next week's guest uh, to talk about ADHD and uh, and his book and his concept called Faster Than Normal. Uh, And it's all from that concept. Again, opportunity plus action equals results. A little bit about Patty McCarthy. He was a middle school teacher. He took a course at the high school with us uh, in the summertime. He heard about it. There was an opportunity to take the seven habits of highly successful people or effective people. Patty took the course. We met one another. I'd always heard about the legendary Patty McCarthy and all the great things he does as a teacher and kind of hit it off at the seven habits course. And Patty started teaching uh, the after school program and came to me one day and said, I'm thinking about 
you know, come to the high school. I'm liking what I'm seeing here and, and some of the things you're doing and some of the programs at the high school. I'm thinking about doing it. And boom, Patty uh, not only came, but he also became the coordinator, the leader of the science department. And really, you know, what led to that? Um, Patty took the opportunity to take the Seven Habits course. He took some action by saying, you know what? I really I think I want to come to the high school, talk to some people, looked into it. Uh, saw what the what, what it would mean to transfer, and uh, he's seeing some results uh, in, in what he's doing at the high school and becoming a, a leader as a, a coordinator of the science department. So think about all the things that come your way. Now, certainly everything we hear on the radio, we're not going to implement right away, and uh, you know we're only going to really take the things that identify with us. I, I think about it like flying a plane. A couple weeks ago, we had Ted Dabney on a a pilot for United Airlines. You know, if that plane is starting to go off course, you don't have to yank the wheel and, you know, hit the thrusters. You just got to tweak it just a little bit. And uh, if you like video games, you know, my son just got Xbox, Xbox One, I think it's called, for uh, a Christmas gift. And... Yeah, it's kind of like that motorcycle, right? When you get to customize it, you get to add the thrusters and the colors and the and the flaps and the different uh, vents to make it go faster, all of those kinds of things. So these aren't drastic changes that you have to make in your life. But again, thinking about that airplane, you're just tweaking it a little bit to get it back on course. So these opportunities and putting things into action, they're small things. You want to lose weight, right? You know, there's an opportunity to, to go on Weight Watchers or to start working out. People uh, with their New Year's resolutions and that kind of stuff, which they say are no good. You really have to put some rituals in there and, and form habits, not not do resolutions. But let's say you cut out all desserts. Let's say you ate half of all your portions. Small changes can have big results. O plus A equals R opportunities plus you putting into action produces results. And and that I selected this theme based on thinking about Patty and, and preparing for the show and seeing some of the things that he does in his own life, seeing some of the things that he does in his classroom uh, a little differently. He puts them right into action. Uh, sometimes it's hard to implement change. Sometimes people are hesitant. Uh, they don't know really the course of action to take and they're unsure and kind of just, we have it on hold. You know, Patty, he hears something he likes, he identifies with it. Boom. He's, he's going to try it. It doesn't make uh, all things perfect and all things right, but I give him credit uh, to have the courage to try to implement those changes. And I thank him for introducing me to the world of podcasts and all that's out there with it. So, That's today's concept. O plus A equals R. Opportunity plus action equals results. We're going to meet Patty coming up in the next segment. We're going to take a quick break here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond. Say it with me. Surviving and Thriving.
Welcome back to the program, everyone. This is Andrew Murata on Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. It's show number 33, and it is the second week we've had those jamming tunes from my friend Pete Connors up in Shahola. If you're interested in contacting Pete, reach out to the program and we'll uh, set you up. He did some great work uh, creating and developing that opening theme for the show. Excited to welcome in Port Jervis science teacher and chairperson, Patty McCarthy. Patty, welcome to the program. Thank you, Mr. Murata. Appreciate the opportunity to be here. Good. Into the mic, Patty. And you don't have to call me Mr. Murata here. You can call <laughs> me Andrew on air. Uh, but I appreciate I know you're a busy guy and appreciate you taking the time to be here. No problem. Now, I call you Patty McCarthy, but your given name, your real name is Padraic McCarthy, is that correct? That's correct. How is my pronunciation? Pretty close. We don't have too many Padraics in Staten Island uh, where I grew up, Pat. No, yeah, no. I'm the only one I've ever met. Okay. And uh, tell me about that name, Patty. I I don't want to make assumptions, but uh, it's an Irish background, correct? Uh, Yeah, it's Gaelic. I was actually named after an Irish poet, and my mom had uh, subliminally read the name of the, the book and the author in her bookshelf. Um, before I was born, and when I was born, she knew she wanted to name me that, but she didn't really know why. And then afterwards, she cleaned her bookshelf and she found that book, and that's where she knew she got the name from. Wow! And did kids, people, mess with you when you were younger? Like, ah, what's that name all about? You know, it's not like you grew up in the hillside of Ireland, you know? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I got I got a lot of flack, so I I, I often tell my students not to make fun of other people's names because it's not nice. Yeah. But I also, uh, you know, made me thicker skin, so I don't I don't really get offended too too easily by it anymore. In your easygoing nature. Yes. All right. Patty, you know, you're you're an outstanding teacher, and we're going to talk about that. Um, what made you want to become a teacher? Uh, actually, my high school phys ed teacher, he was also my coach, he encouraged me to become a teacher, and I kind of kind of blew him off and, and told him there was no chance. I didn't really like school that much when I was leaving. I was a high schooler or a senior. And when I got to college, I took one my first class with my professor Kevin Berner in fish and wildlife technology and the way that he presented the class and he had he had like a slideshow about this, his life and the things that he did and the animals that he studied and that just for some reason sparked something in my brain that I, I could not learn enough and when when uh, I took a couple more college classes from some very you know dynamic teachers I went off and did research uh, for Iowa State University and it was it was fun you know I had a good time doing it but I recognize that I like being around people and different people, different people, you know, every day or, or something like that. And then uh, I decided that I wanted to encourage other people, children, to have that spark and just want to learn everything you can possibly learn. So I, I changed my my trajectory from a research scientist to uh, to a teacher. And Pat, one of the reasons we wanted to have you on is because of the dynamic experiences that you are providing for kids uh, in the classroom. Certainly there is the content that has to be covered and we've all had different teachers and a variety of, of how they do it. You know, the, it's the variety is the, the, the spice of life, but you tend to try to do things a little differently in the classroom. You're trying to create a different kind of experience versus the traditional teacher teaching in front of the room and the kids receiving the information. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that concept of, of what you're trying to do and um, some of the experiences you're trying to create for the students? Sure. When when I was studying to be a teacher, I was studying to be an agriculture teacher. 
So that's a, a career and technical education program, kind of like uh, technology or uh, or facts. So it's very hands-on. It's very uh, applicable, you know, skill-based kind of kind of stuff. So you know, in my in my training was to to have those experiences. You know, where you go in the, in the shop and you tear down a small engine. That's how you learn about small engines. So you know making the transition from agriculture, you know, which I did teach for, for four, four years or so to, you know, biology, which, which is still very hands-on and, and lab oriented. Just the information part of it is, is, uh, you know, a bit of a struggle for me just to kind of lay it out there. So I'm always trying to find ways for kids to learn things, you know, in a, in a, in a different way. And as, you know, trying to find a way to get kids to find that spark and that, that way that they just cannot learn enough. Uh, you know, I'm not sure how, how exactly to, to go about that, but I want to provide the most opportunity possible to, to do that. So, you know, I'm, I'm always, always interested in how do kids, you know, how do they learn, you know, what are their interests? How can I reach that individual? Uh, so that's kind of where that comes from is, is, uh, having experiences myself, but then, you know, my, my teacher training was in that. Pat, you uh, are sparking the interest of young minds all around the Orange County area, but you've also sparked the interest of our dynamic, super-duper producer, Gavin Burt. He's jumping into the program here. Welcome, Gavin. Thank you. My question is, you said earlier that you've been teaching overall for 14 years. So that goes back to about 2004. And back then, that was before the era of smartphones or iPhones. And I think back to when I was in middle school or high school, which was the 1990s, which was the technological dark ages. My question for you is, do you find in the time that you've been teaching, is there a difference with young people, uh, with their interest in learning, with their attention span, now that smartphones and iPhones and all the social media is on the scene? Has that changed in the time that you've been teaching? Absolutely. Yeah. Just the way that children, you know, we know more about the human brain and I've done a lot of reading about, you know, the research on human brains and how it applies to, to education, but children's attention span, the, the things that they're being fed more or less by social media, the things that they're uh, attached to, or, you know, I don't want to say obsessed with, but that's ultimately what it looks like. So, so yeah, attention spans are down, you know, uh, you don't necessarily need it to be a circus in front of the room, but, you know, entertainment, you have to have some entertainment or interest value and then relevance. You know, a lot of things that we talk about, you know, traditionally from the 80s or 90s, say, are, are concepts that, oh, you go to school, you learn that, that's that's what happens, you know. But now, uh, you know, a kid can look up anything they want on their cell phone in five seconds. So how do you keep yourself as a teacher relevant standing in front of the room, you know, which maybe you need to be a guide from the side, not a sage from the stage. Ooh, <laughs> that sounded smooth, McCarthy. <laughs> not my, not not my original thought. <laughs> Pat, one of the things you discovered in talking about the kids and the learning and the distraction of the cell phone, and Gavin, you always uh, have great questions. That was a great question. You found a couple years ago, you know, just like a, a true scientist, right? When you do a science experiment, you got to explain why. You have to explain the results. So you did a, a study with the kids, their grades and their correlation to the amount of sleep and you had them chart their own sleep and what they did and how they did it and and there was a correlation clearly that showed the kids that got more sleep did better at school 
That's right. It's totally unscientific study, by the way. No, no, uh, you know, hard and fast statistical uh, analysis there. But just as a general look and having students self-report, which they, I think they appreciated, um, it was very clear. I mean, very clear that students who got more than eight hours of sleep a night did phenomenally better on their science and math readings exams and as well as attendance. And it, and it wasn't you just standing there in front of the room saying, hey, you need to get your sleep. You're going to do better in school. You had them see the results because they created it because they were inputting the data, uh, their own their own data. Yeah. And, and having read this book uh, by a guy named Sean Stevenson, uh, Sleep Smarter, tremendous book, I highly recommend it. And, and he said that if you could do one thing that would positively impact your you know schooling, your career, your life, whatever, it would be get more more and better sleep at night. There you go, reinforcing the concept, the O uh, plus A. So now people are going to go out and get that book. Say the name of it again, Sleep Smarter. It's called Sleep Smarter by Sean Stevenson. So there's the opportunity. You take the action to go get the book, and you might see some results in your life. You, see, you did it without even knowing. And he even has a podcast called The Model Health Show, which is, which is tremendous as well. Is that on your playlist? It is. Okay. Is Education, Leadership, and Beyond on your playlist? It is. Excellent. Pat, you, t- you mentioned the word entertainment. Um, you're a master storyteller. Your, your stories are just unbelievable. And it's like, I, I mean, I just find myself fascinated. Does, is that something uh, like, you know, tales from the Irish? Is that something that your father taught you? Where did you develop that skill of, of telling stories and, and how do you remember them all? <laughs> well, uh, my dad growing up, he came from uh, Long Island and he, he wound up in the, you know, middle of Sullivan County. And, uh, you know, having a, an interesting life that he did, uh, he came up in the, with the Vista program, you know, in the 60s, and he met my mom, and she was a, you know, farm girl, and, and uh, they fell in love, and we, we grew up in the woods, had seven brothers and sisters. Oof. And, uh, you know, my dad, having not really much experience, you know, say driving tractors or helping on the farm, you know, my, his father-in-law on the farm, or fixing the things in our house, because we didn't have the money to hire somebody. And so his, I guess his take was always to have, like everything was kind of like an adventure and he had a, he had a story about it and it, and it these kind of outlandish things. And even as he was saying them, I never really questioned whether or not they were true. They were all true. It, it was not kind of amazing. The things that he would say, you know, one time he had a, he had a, he had a deer or the deer actually hit him and he had the window down as a spring day and it, and the deer actually pooped all in the window all over him. <laughs> like you can't make that up. But I saw that personally when he came home from that encounter. So that's a yeah, it, it really is. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, those are the kind of things that happened to him. So just hearing him talk about that, you know, all the time, and then his his friends and you know these stories, and my mom always had stories, and my aunt, my aunt Pat has like the family history, you know, you know, a, a oral history in her mind, and she can just roll out whose whose birthday, who was born when, what the weather was like, you know, what happened to him. So I've just been surrounded by that my whole life. So it, it, I don't know, it's just just the way that that it goes. But I've been in your rooms and, 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 you know, you'll be talking about a concept and you'll say, that reminds me of a story and you, you'll share. And I love the ones uh, you spent some time teaching when you started out uh, in South Dakota and you share a lot of those stories, you know, driving the school bus and, and all the things that you did as a teacher out there. You know, tell me a little bit about teaching when you started out in South Dakota. What was that like? So that was my first uh, teaching job ever um so i was out there i was doing research for the government for the for the usgs 
I applied to 30 jobs in the state of South Dakota. One school called me back, told me I didn't have the job. And then they called me back and told me that I did have the job. So I went down to a super small school. It was a town of 500 people. Their phone book was an 8 by 11 piece of paper, front and back. And that was all, everybody in the town that you needed to get a hold of. <laughs> yeah, like you couldn't sit on the phone book to help you drive. It was just a sheet of paper. So, uh, you know, I'm the New Yorker. Everybody was skeptical about me from the get-go. And, uh, He's an Irishman from New York. Is that a sting song, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> it was like 99% German descent people there. So um, just an interesting interesting place to be. The first, My first class had two kids in it, a boy and a girl. And they just sat there and looked at me for like two months. I'd answer my own questions, laugh at my own jokes. I didn't know if this was going to be, you know, easy or difficult. They graduated six kids out of the high school that year. Yeah. So... You know, I was a bus driver. The principal told me I had to be a bus driver, so I went and got my bus driver's license. I was the, the FFA advisor, the student council advisor. I coached the basketball team, uh, you know, and a full-time teacher. I had, had a job at the local elevator, grain elevator, uh, loading and unloading trucks and running the fertilizer, uh, you know, water trucks around. So just these experiences, you know, I went on a cattle drive with the local vet and her family. You know, I rode a horse for 15 miles, you know, moving cows. Uh, she, she had my class, she called me up one day in, in the school and said, Hey, I'm doing a, a C-section on a cow. And me and my kids jumped in the school van and went to the vet clinic and watched, <laughs> watched it. You know, um, one day one of my students came in and said, she thought that her cow was, was dead. She had won a cow in a, a contest that I encouraged her to, to apply to and a valuable hundreds of dollars animal. And, uh, she was concerned about this. So the three of us walked over to the office. I stuck my head in the door. I said, Hey, we're taking a field trip. They said, okay. I walked out, got in the school van, drove 15 miles out to his girl's house. The cow's standing up. Cow's alive. Great. Turned around, went back to school. <laughs> no permission slips. And I'm not like, it was just bizarre. Confirmation of life. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's a different world. It is. And so the people out there, you know, the friendliest, most down to earth people you ever met in your life. And they just can't really understand what it's like to be in New York. So I, I would be telling them all about New York and what it was like to live there, and they can't believe it. And then when I come back from there, I tell people, you know, what it was like to live in South Dakota, and people on the East Coast can't believe it. You know, you wave to everybody because you, you, you know them. You probably know them. You can identify people by their cars. Here, you don't have time to wave because you'll go off the road with a lot of twisty and turns and the trees and the hills. Speaking of not having time, Mr. McCarthy, we are up against a commercial break. We do have to uh, take a quick break. Education, Leadership, and Beyond. We'll be right back with storyteller master Patty McCarthy. Welcome back to the program, everyone. This is Andrew Murata on Education, Leadership, and Beyond with today's guest, science teacher from Port Jervis High School, Patty McCarthy. Patty, you heard the opening segment where I talked about you telling me about these podcasts and, hey, you got to check this out, and boom, just all the things that came from that, you know, that opportunity. You know, tell me about your mindset in I'm going to find something or hear something on this podcast, and I'm going to put it into practice today. Tell me about your, that sense of trying to get better and, and where that comes from, and just tell me about that. So my dad, when I was going to a high school basketball camp, when I was maybe a sophomore or junior. 11th all-time leading scorer of Orange County, New York. 
<laughs> That's a true story. Um, he had me memorize a quote. We were driving up to Oneonta about two hours or so from my house. So he had me memorize this quote by Teddy Roosevelt. That's not the critic that counts. Mm. And the part that struck me uh, deeply was the part about not, not ever having your place with those cold and timid souls who knew neither victory nor defeat. So I've kind of unconsciously lived my life like that, always taken you know, an opportunity that comes my way to, to make sure that, you know, it doesn't really matter how it comes out. I mean, you want it to be successful, but, you know, failure is not the worst possible thing that can happen to you. And, and you keep plugging along and, and you do the, you know, you do things, you get things done. So, you know, as, as I went through my life and I, I met all these people and all these interesting experiences and encounters and, and opportunities and some I missed and, and some I took advantage of, but, uh, you know, I was always reading a book by somebody about something. It's super fascinating. A lot of Malcolm Gladwell stuff really kind of captured my interest in the last couple of years. And then my wife really got me hooked on podcasts. And then, you know, I drive an hour. I've been driving an hour down to Port Jervis, you know, for nine years, 10 years now. And I listened to a lot of books on, on CD. And I, I found I finally got upgraded to an iPhone from a flip phone. And uh, my students are very happy about that. And uh, they found podcasts, and it's free information about anything you could possibly want. So, you know, just the, the title of things like, you know, how to change your mindset and, you know, growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Um, and all the interesting people and all the books that they, you know, I've bought a lot of books from people that I've heard on podcasts, The Good Dad Project or The Model Health Show. So just, just the idea that somebody could, you know, all the amazing things that human beings have thought of and wrote down and invented and, and put into practice, I don't know what they are, but these people talk about it all the time. And, and I could take just a, just a little nugget of that and, and apply it to my life. It just fascinates me to know. And, and, and that's today, 2018. Anybody can do that. I'm always telling kids to get a pod, find a podcast and listen to it. You know, I didn't have that when I was a kid. I had to read a book. Yeah. It wasn't as it wasn't as easy, and and Pat really, you know, that desire to be better, that desire to to crave information, you know, and you coming in and sharing those nuggets, you know, you want to be around people like you that are improving your life and and giving energy. You're an energy giver, you know, and you you make those around you better. So, uh, and that's why you're here today to to talk about that. Pat, we spoke about you, the professional, um, and and you, the son, but. You have a, another team, McCarthy, uh, at home. Uh, why don't you tell me? I know you have your wife uh, and your three daughters are listening. You know, tell me the members of Team McCarthy, and you know what does it mean to you to, to be uh, a team dad there for Team McCarthy? Sure. Uh, my wife Melissa is, is home with the girls, um, and I have Allison, Rachel, and Cameron, and they are just uh, just an amazing, amazing group. I, I kind of guess I thought I would always be a dad, and. Uh, uh, you know, when we got pregnant with Allison, I knew it was a girl. I don't know how I knew, but I knew. People said, oh, it's 50-50. You're a science teacher. Yeah, I'm like, I, I know, but I'm telling you, it's it's a girl. So we, we ended up having all, all girls. And uh, uh, just being able to watch them grow and develop. And now having all this information about, you know, how critical it is for parents and, and kids' perspectives and their, and their perceptions of things. And, uh, you know, just tremendous information that I have on you know, how I influence their life and their future decisions is, is, uh, almost overwhelming, but it's, it's an adventure to be a part of. And, and I like instilling that in my kids, that things are adventures and, and, uh, uh, that life is just fun and we can laugh about it. And you took a different adventure this past summer that you invited uh, me and my family to be part of. You raised bees, uh, you raised, uh, pigs 
and you you know you you hadn't got the honey and you got the meat from the pigs and you know was that all from this adventure concept tell me a little bit about that yeah raising pigs actually we, uh, a friend of ours stopped us in the grocery store my wife and i and said you know you know anybody who wants to raise pigs and we were like oh yeah we'll give that a try She's like, great, we'll bring him by on Saturday. So I haven't had to run out and buy a book on how to raise pigs and read it real quick. I had no idea. And uh, it was just interesting. And so having having livestock actually reduces stress in your life. So every morning, you know, I, not in the wintertime, but in the summertime to get up and go feed the animals. And, and you have to know that, you know, they need food and shelter and, and water. And, and so that's a just kind of an additional set of problems that some people don't want to have to solve. But it's fascinating to me. Also, pigs in the particular breed that I was re- raising, Tamworths, are uh, some of the most intelligent pigs. So it's like fencing in a genius. And it took me like five years to figure out how to build a successful fence for these guys. My pregnant wife, she was chasing the, chasing the pigs around the yard with the mailman and calling me down here at school. And, and mailman happened to be my brother, so that was okay. Uh, but... Uh, you know, that's that's just an interesting, you know, problem solving. There's always something you can improve on and some, some method or, you know, I have spreadsheets about how much grain they get and, you know, like how, how much they weigh and, you know, what's good for them. Where I grew up, Pat, the dog bit the mailman. <laughs> up in Sullivan County, you got the pig biting the mailman. Um, and did you do these, uh, these, uh, these jobs like with your kids? Did you make them part of the experience? Oh uh, yeah, so they they love taking care of the pigs. They know we have them, um, uh, and it's understanding, you know, too, like where where you know where our food comes from, and that you know we have responsibility for animals, and there's a difference between livestock and pets, and uh, uh, you know that that there, you know, you could raise livestock and and it's you could make some money doing it. So that's actually something I learned from the FFA and 4-H, uh, which I was not a part of necessarily, but I, I taught about as a teacher. You know, that's an opportunity for kids to have some responsibility to, you know, earn some money and see, see, see how, how to profitably make, make money, you know. And uh, for me and my family, Pat, you know, we, we bought into one of the pigs and, uh, you know, certainly spoke to my children about organic foods and to know that where the food came from and how you took care of the, the, the pigs and what you fed the pigs and, uh, you know, explain to them the different parts and, and and just it was an interesting experience for us being on the receiving end of that. And uh, the honey, as you said, would be the best honey in the world. My kids agreed. <laughs> they, they enjoyed that. Pat, my next question, you know, again, if you're listening to the podcast from Patty McCarthy, he is full of energy. He's got a lot going on and a lot of things. You have three little girls. Uh, you are a park ranger in the summer. You've been to NASA camp. You're a dynamic teacher, always doing something for the school. Like, how do you balance it all, Pat? You know, how do you how do you find the time for yourself, for your wife, the kids, the school? How do you how do you find all the time? So actually, I wasn't very good at this to begin with. Uh, but you know, having a, having a strong relationship with your wife or my wife, <laughs> not your wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> having a strong relationship with my wife. I think it's an important to have a strong relationship <laughs> with your wife. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, to be able to to set me on on track, really, you know, because I, I get sidetracked very easily. My thoughts are all over the place. You know, I, sometimes I fall asleep thinking about how I'm going to fix the roof. You know, and uh, you know, wake up thinking about how I'm going to get more bees next year. So it, it, and then you know, drive to work and you know what's going on at school. So. Uh, 
being able to prioritize and, and having somebody there who, who can remind you, <laughs> you know, what, what's, what, what's happening now. And even then in the last couple, um, probably the last two years or so, my wife and I, have, you know, listen to podcasts and reading books and learning about things have had some, some pretty amazing paradigm shifts in like, you know, our eating and how we cook our food and where we buy our food and, and where, where we, you know, and just about, you know, our own, our own health and then our own, um, like even finances, you know, like we listed Dave Ramsey. So we've, and, uh, uh, just in general, just these amazing kind of like different ways to think about things that I thought were just, that's just the way it is. I mean, there's no reason to ever think about it. And then something else, another, another avenue, it, you know, there's a new way to think about that. And that's, that's amazing. So also, you know, helps me to keep me grounded in that, you know, take making time for yourself and your family and then and everything after that so i do have an hour's drive to just figure that out just figure that out so it's two hours a day but and you know you introduced that concept to me of the the good dad project which is now on itunes it's called the dad's edge but i bought uh larry hagner's book i read it with my kids and and really you know we go to the gym to exercise we go to the movie to be entertained what what training do we do to be better parents, to be better husbands, to be better wives? We don't until you meet people like Patty McCarthy. Say, hey, you should check this out. It's, it's helping me in my marriage. And, and, and again, that, that's where today's concept uh, came from, that O plus A equals R. Um, and listening to that podcast has made me a, a, a better parent and a, a husband. And I'm actually having Larry Hagner come on the show in a few weeks um, because I identified so well with what he's doing. So you're, like I said, an en- energy transfer and um, someone who's helping others. Pat, we're up to a, a popular uh, portion of the show. It's called the rapid fire portion. We've had people get the sweats in here. They, they've struggled. They've had to hit the pass button. Gavin had to bleep out a few uh, curses here and there. You know, are you ready? Sure. Okay, have you prepped? I mean, you, you know. A, a little. You know, you've gone to NASA camp. This might be more challenging than flying the uh, spacecraft. Okay. Last book you read? Uh, Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton, Dr. Bruce Lipton. Mm. Last movie you saw? The Last Jedi. Ooh. What do you give it? Ten, out, out, of, out of five? Uh, four. Okay. If you could be a different animal, what would you be and why? I'd be a bald eagle. Obvious for the obvious reasons. Sure. <laughs> okay. Favorite science experiment that you like to do in class? Uh, the fish, raising the fish. That's that's very cool. Very brief. Twenty seconds. Tell our listeners what you do with that. We get trout from the the DEC uh, as eggs, as eyed eggs, and then we raise them in a tank until about May, from October to about May, and then we let them go through a DEC permit behind the school into Coldbrook, and we get to see their growth, mortality how we feed them, the, the chemistry of the water. It's all very, very important. I believe it was pouring last year. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, it pour, was. Like yes. The worst ever. Yeah. yeah. And I like to tease you in class about how many of the fish die saying like you actually killed them, but mm-hmm. you're actually doing a pretty good job. Oh, well, thanks. I appreciate you taking those, uh, 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 me busting on you. Three most important characteristics of a leader. Communication, skills, uh, like a dynamic presence. And energy, positive energy. We we're going to have Amy Cuddy on the show. She wrote that book, Presence. Uh, that was one of the topics. Excellent. Say that again, Pat. I like that. Presence. Yep. Dynamic presence, uh, positive energy, and communication skills. Excellent. 
biggest change we need in education? I think we need character education in schools. Advice for parents with little girls? Uh, read uh, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters by Dr. Meg Meeker. And uh, find all the resources you can. Podcasts, books. People say there is no manual to being a parent, but there is an awful lot of information out there. How'd be a good one? You actually shared that book with me and I read it. <laughs> it excellent. Um, favorite podcast? Uh, well, I'd say the Dad's Edge, but Model Health Show and the Art of Manliness. Mm. Also very good. If you were to have your own podcast, what would it be called? Uh, I help out my neighbor who's about 90 years old. Is that what you would call it? No, oh. I would call it. It'll, it'll only take an hour because he always tells me, why don't you come down? I got something to do. It'll only take an hour. It's always over an hour. It never takes an hour. But Would the podcast be an hour? Uh, I would make it, I'd make it over an hour. <laughs> Biggest pet peeve as a teacher? Uh, when students say that they don't read anything. Mm. That's when you pull your hair out and go, how could you not yeah. read? And then I, I have like 17 books that I say, here's one, here's yeah. one. Yeah. Short-term personal goal, one to five months. I would like to be in better shape so I can put up a good fight against the Harlem Wizards in March. Oh. Did slam dunk in the game one time, almost. Yeah, and in warmups. In warmups. Yeah, I don't think they want somebody dunking on them. Short term family goal in uh, one to five months. Uh, we want to get some more bees in the springtime, so we got to put all the boxes together and paint them. And... I did like the honey. If you could put a message on a billboard for all to see, what would you say? The human mind can learn in an infinite number of ways. So there's nothing to stop you from learning whatever you want to learn. Repeat that. The human mind can learn in an infinite number of ways. So there's nothing to stop you from learning anything that you want to learn. That was Patty McCarthy, everyone. We'll be right back with the writing portion of the show, education, leadership, and beyond, surviving and thriving. Welcome back to the program, everyone. Education, leadership, and beyond, surviving and thriving. It is show number 33, and this is Andrew Murata, host of the show. We've had a great time today with Port Jervis science teacher Patty McCarthy. If you know him from the olden days, it's Padraic. It's Gaelic. Uh, and we'll be right back with Patty. I want to do a quick recap of the opening segment. We talked about O plus A equals R. Opportunities plus action equal results. One of the things Patty has done for me as a leader in the school, uh, he listens to podcasts and he would come in, hey, you got to check this out. Or, hey, I heard this. Or, hey, have you heard this quote before? And he would share with me and... Uh, uh, he said, yeah, you got to check out this Good Dad Project. You know, your father, Andrew, you know, it's great stuff. And I did, and I, and I fell in love with it, and it's one of my resources in my PLN, my personal learning network, is listening to that podcast. So that was the, the concept. O plus A equals R. Don't complain to me or anyone else that you're not getting the results that you want because maybe you're not taking the right actions and you're not taking advantage of the opportunities that are coming your way. This is a uh, the write-in portion of the program. You can contact the program, andrew at neversinkmediagroup.com or on Twitter at andrewmarada21. 
contact us, leave us some feedback. You could also go on to my website, andrewmarada.com. If you've bought in, if you've bought, in, that's not a word, if you've bought uh, the book, The Principle, Surviving and Thriving, I would love a review that I could put on the website and or on Amazon and just click on reviews there. That would certainly help the program. And I also announced that St. Patrick's Day, in honor of Patty McCarthy, we are going to do a live show at Foundry 42 in Port Jervis, 9 to 11. You could stop by the show. We could meet. You could buy a book. We can have some coffee. We're going to uh, have some guests on, so that's going to be a, a great opportunity. That's March 17th, 9 to 11, Foundry 42, St. Patrick's Day. Speaking of Patrick, we're going to welcome back in Padrick, Padraic, uh, McCarthy, Pat, you did a great job on the program, and uh, I hope Team McCarthy, led by Captain Melissa, Allison, Rachel, and Cameron, uh, uh, will will give you good reviews. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> nice that they're tuning in. Pat, um, it's a write-in portion of the show, so we did get a question sent in for you. <clears throat> Someone must have known you're a science guru, and the question is, my children are interested in science. What would be some great opportunities for them to enhance their learning this summer? Sure. So there's a lot of uh, things out there that uh, that children can participate in. I know the um, the National Park Service has projects, or I'm sorry, programs that they can uh, people can can look into with the Upper Delaware, which is nearby. If you live in the port area, you'll have to travel a little bit north. Uh, so having worked for them, they do offer programs that kids can can get into. Uh, now uh, STEM. With the Nas- uh, national next generation science standards, our STEM is a giant, you know, promotional project going on out there. So there's all kinds of organizations are offering STEM. Um, my daughter's in a robotics program after school on Tuesdays. So you know, if you check your local, you know, uh, resources, they will definitely have it. Colleges, high schools, things like that. Uh, the DEC offers summer camp. Uh, there's one in the Adirondacks, one near Albany, one near Livingston Manor, and one way out in uh, western New York. And those are week-long camps. Um, you can apply and, and go there. Any local rod and gun club will probably sponsor you just to have kids be outside. So as far as outdoor, they're uh, generally college students, biology, you know, science majors who are your counselors that take you canoeing, hiking, teach you all about birds and plants and things like that. So those are opportunities. Uh, and, and it, uh, for high schoolers, I currently have two students. One is applying for a program called Inspiring Girls, which is um, studying a glacier in on Mount Washington, or Mount Baker in Washington, uh, with an all-female scientist team. Wow. So that's four girls only. And then there's another program called the Student Conservation Association. I have a student applying for that, which is uh, 16 years or older, and they travel anywhere in the country, really, and build trails and, and um, just an amazing leadership outside kind of opportunity. So I always try to promote those things to my students. Pat, that's a great answer. Pat, I got about 20 seconds left for you. You know, what's the message you want to say to the Port Jervis community and beyond, you know, about education and their kids and, uh, you know, just our young people in general? I think that there's a lot of information out there, and, and uh, sometimes we get caught up in, in you know, struggles and, and uh, obstacles and things like that, but there really is nothing to stop you from doing whatever it is you want to do. And if you have dreams, you know, go for it. Pat, we appreciate you coming on today. You're an inspiration to me, uh, many of our staff, 
and uh, certainly our students. So we're fortunate uh, and blessed to have you in Port Jervis. And if you know Patty McCarthy, give him a pat on the back. He's doing a heck of a job and uh, appreciate you coming on Education, Leadership and Beyond today. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it. Next week's guest is going to be Peter Shankman. Peter is an entrepreneur. He's an author. He's a speaker. He is an expert on ADD and ADHD. He wrote the book Faster Than Normal. He's coming up next week. Pat, I think you and I both can identify with some (laughs) of the concepts in there. Uh, But, Pat, I have a quote for you to end the show. Uh, So you want to grab your pen at home. This is from Larry King. I remind myself every morning, nothing I say this day will teach me anything. So if I'm going to learn, I must do it by listening. And that's from one of the best talk show hosts there uh, ever was in the business, Larry King. I remind myself every morning, nothing I say this day will teach me anything. So if I'm going to learn, I must do it by listening. Signing off here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. Go out and change the world for the better. 